Okay. Okay. So we're talking about all the idol drama. Girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well I'm just going to trigger warning. This is going to talk about sexual assault. Okay, I'm going to have you lead us in, but I will say I am going to pull up the article because there are some crazy things that I would like to quote. Okay, so this show, The Idol. You know what's funny? I feel like I knew it was a show, and then I didn't know it was a show. Like, I, I remember seeing it, but I didn't realize how big it was or exactly what it was trying to say. So it's this show that's conceptualized by The Weeknd, um, who in the scathing mm-hmm. article that um, Rolling... Uh, Stone wrote about it, continues calling him by his last name, and it's very confusing. Tessa Faye? Tessa Faye. I was like, who the hell is Tessa Faye? Like, I'm reading <laughs> it, and I was like, is this somebody, like, somebody new you've introduced to this article? Um, so it's by the weekend, Abel Tessa Faye, um, and Sam Levinson, everybody's um, love to hate him, showrunner of Euphoria, everybody's favorite love, love to, to hate him. him for good reason. For good reason. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I mean, love yeah. to hate him. Yeah, he's so fun to hate. He's so fun to hate. He gives us, there's no lack of things to dislike about um, everybody's least favorite showrunner, Sam yeah. Levinson. Showrunner, um, please. <laughs> this man, a showrunner, please. And we're going to get into that. And we're going to get into that. Exactly. Because what is so shocking to me, so first of all, is this show, of course, again, conceptualized, written by two men that stars a young woman. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like counterculture. And what is it supposed to be like? Um showing how like she like the insidious ways of the industry well the way that it was described to me Mm. via rolling stone (laughs) um is that it's basically it follows a girl's descent uh like it sounds like a musical artist it's within the music industry it's it seems like she's a pop star maybe but she's definitely some form of an influencer um seems like she uh goes to this nightclub meets this nightclub owner aka uh tessa faye I don't even think I'm pronouncing his. I think it's Tess Faye. Tess Faye. Let's see. Tessa. Tess, Tessa. Tessa. Tess Faye. The weekend. Abel McConnell. Tess Faye. Honestly, that's kind of a hot name. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, like the full name, obviously, but also the middle name. Yeah. Anyway, don't worry about it. I am not attracted to him from this article. I just want you to know. Yeah, honestly, because from this article, I'm a little, I'm a little turned off. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Lie. I'm seeing him in other. Parts I was and I'm like turned on for a long time, and now the faucet has run dry. Yeah. Um, it stars also our everybody's favorite nepple baby, Lily Rose Depp. Again, favorite is satirical, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, because satire. I gotta say, the first time I heard about this project, it's because they were like, Kat, Lily Rose Depp is gonna start a new HBO series. And I was like, do we need that? Yeah, I checked out. That's why I didn't even realize what it was about. <laughs> yeah. I, not even to be a hater. I was just like, my, why do I like her? I just, I just, I have a hard time. I'm not gonna lie. People are not gonna like this. I even kind of felt that way about like Olivia Rodrigo. I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around people that people all of a sudden seem to be obsessed with. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, I, my yeah, brain yeah. just goes. I was gonna say, who's Olivia Rodrigo the child of? No, 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 not just Nepal Babies, but I just oh, like whoa, whoa. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has sure, sure, sure. seemingly decided. Is everyone obsessed with Lily Rose Depp? Well, like, why is she and everything? You know, girls are on because TikTok trying to be her, Johnny look like Depp. her, dress like her, eat like her, also, slick back bun like her, clean girl, whatever aesthetic like her. I'm just like, girl, she's not that interesting. No. Like, I'm just like, no. I'm like, why are we, what, why? Like, honestly, this, this role. No, I can't say that. I was going to say this role feels like a reach for her in terms of like, what abilities do you have? Have you showcased? Do you know what I mean? To land an HBO starring role other than being an Epo baby. But maybe I'll be nice to her. I'm honestly, I'm trying to figure, because it's, <laughs> it's not Florence Pugh. 
I think that this is a perfect fit. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you're going to put a nipple yeah. in something, it's probably going to be some HBO salacious drama. So the the series is about her meeting this guy who owns a club who ends up being a cult leader, it sounds like. Mm. And then the descent into that. And it sounds like what happened is that there was... Um, uh, it was written by The Weeknd, Sam, and this other person all get co-creator rec- like uh, credits. And then the, some person, maybe it was the other co-creator, I don't know, was just designated as the showrunner who had never been a showrunner Wait, before. That is what's confusing me. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not actually convinced. Sorry, we're going to research until this in real time. The idol showrunner, because I feel like they were saying that, uh, Okay, executive with Epstein. Joseph Epstein. That's who it was. Also, that last name is oh, just triggering. Yeah. Every time yes. I hear it, I'm like, you should change your damn Who's... name. I'm not, Are you sorry. related to? Bringing in this industry, I would never <laughs> want to have that last name. Um, But he, I don't even, this person doesn't even come up as like a no, person who could be a showrunner. Show so like. What? Are they a first-time writer? Probably. Probably. Probably a first-time TV writer, too. Honestly, that's what keeps happening. I mean, that's the thing is, so is he. So is Sam. Yes. Sam, the first time he wrote for TV was, was Euphoria, and you can fucking tell. No offense. Yeah, but you can tell. You can't work. At, this series was going downhill mm-hmm. from the start mm-hmm. because you're trying to tell this counterculture series that involves women and sexual assault. And like, and there's no writer's and room. there's no writer's room. And there's no women. No involved. women. And you know what? There was a a female director that they hired. And the reason they fired her, actually, I think she theoretically left. Yeah, you know. But but like apparently the reason they reshot and rewrote everything is because the the, the perspective was too feminist. It was too on the woman's perspective and they wanted it to be on the cult leader's perspective. And the cult leader is an abusive man. Yes. Played by the weekend. Yes. And also like. Why? Like, why do we need that perspective? Like, <laughs> yes. wouldn't we want the perspective? Even if you're saying, okay, it's leaning to, like, it's this series would only be interesting to women. I can even sort of glean why, okay, maybe. But why would you want it from a different perspective besides the, the main well, character? Yeah, I mean, again, this kind of mirrors the whole Pam and Tommy conversation. It's like, it is an interesting story, but you're missing the point of the story by yeah. telling it from the perspective of the thief. Yes. <laughs> like, who cares? And, and also, I'm kind of sick of this whole thing. Like, men, if you want a story yeah. to speak to a male audience, why don't you just start with a male character? Why can't you Why can't you write men yes. suffering? Why yes. can't you write? This show could have been so fascinating flipped. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. The cult leader is a woman. Mm-hmm. It's it's the weekend, right? Aren't you trying to write about your own experiences? You, last time I checked, you are identifying as a man. Like, you can <laughs> move forward with that. Talk about and your experiences. You know Men what? go through crazy shit in this in this industry too. Crazy stuff. Crazy things. Horrible things in this industry. It would have been just as interesting and salacious of a show. Yeah. But then you, it would have been authentic. Then you wouldn't need... Like, like, it's you so know what? Awkward. The fact that The weekend was like, my perspective as a man is that this isn't interesting to me. And so we're going to rewrite it and make it interesting to me, which is going to make it a less good story. Also speaks to the whole fact that like, this is not what TV is supposed to be. TV isn't supposed to be one voice, like, and I don't know. It's just like there are so many things, structures in place within the actual TV industry to prevent any of this shit from happening. And because they didn't operate it like an actual TV show, that's why all this shit was happening. Because people who didn't know what they were doing but had a reputation took hold of things that they had no right to take hold of and make a story that they had no right to tell. Yes. No offense. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely they're shooting a tv show as if it's a cross between a film and a music video mm-hmm. like you don't get to just show up and be like because this is my original work i get to make 
all the decisions. Like yeah. that's not how it works. You have a, a t- TV is a collaborative medium. Like you have an entire writer's room of people adding their voices, adding their perspectives and being on set to shoot those perspectives to make sure they come to fruition alongside a seasoned showrunner who in most all cases, besides literally euphoria and the tailspin like domino effect that that caused of certain shows with single writer's rooms, a single voices have that showrunners usually been on a bunch of shows yeah you expect that showrunners been on like at least 10 shows all the Mm -hmm. way from working in the lower level jobs and it shows it shows like when there is a a good showrunner when there is a writer's room like you can tell because it feels more full it feels more vivacious versus like for example euphoria season one versus euphoria season two one big ass difference Two, Euphoria season two you can tell that he's grasping his straws yes he's trying so hard and it just and also, while he's doing that, he's making a lot of creative choices for literally no reason. Like, all of the characters, it feels like all of the background, all of the, like, seemingly three-dimensionality that was trying to be done in the first season was completely lost in the second season. And, yes. like, all of the, you know, uh, reasons to focus on, like, sex and sexuality in the first season feels like it was just glorified in the second season because they're like oh this worked let's let's highlight it let's do it again absolutely it went from sex being something that they're studying like sexual like our behaviors as human beings the character study to like let's just give them more sex and violence and then they conceptualize this show and just aim to make it even bigger yeah i mean literally the 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 way that this is described is honestly so problematic they say levinson and abel are uh credited on the official trailer and also in all of the fucking press as the sick and twisted minds behind the sleaziest love story in all of Hollywood that follows pop superstar Jocelyn as she navigates the seedy underbelly of the music industry and falls under the spell of Tedros, a mysterious owner of a popular nightclub who secretly runs a cult like Nixium, blah, blah, Scientology, whatever. So it's like the sick and twisted minds. Like, do I care to know what the fuck is in your sick and twisted mind? Like, not really, to be honest. Also, like, does that make it a better story? Not really. But also, it's like it could have been, right? Like, it's a super cool idea. Mm-hmm. But what you needed was the team from Severance, not you. And you needed, you needed, you needed a holistic story. You needed a story with a message. You, like, not because every story needs a message, but because a story with a message is a story. Actually, well, it, maybe yeah. every story does need a message. Yeah, every story needs like, a, a point that you're telling <laughs> There it. needs to start yeah. from somewhere. It needs to end somewhere. And you have to go on a journey. And it seems like when they redid it, there really wasn't a journey for the character because the character doesn't change if it's a bad guy and he starts a bad guy and he ends a bad guy. You know what I mean? Yes. And then apparently that now, what like there's people on their, their set that are saying that um, now the show is like, about you know this girl's going after this sleazy cult leader and there's like some like sexual assault basically like a rape fantasy and then she comes back for more because it makes her music better <laughs> like this is such a like who's who, who's what like whose life experience is that yeah. but it's it's interesting because if you look at it like the the kind of story this could have had this would have been perfect and I, that's why i come back to like severance or like these like apple tv like interesting think pieces that you have this character leading like two different double lives yeah she's a part of this cult which is like the uh, that's running the music industry which so many people think we Mm -hmm. know what the cult is everybody thinks right (laughs) we never got a show about this that's Mm -hmm. that could have been so good like she has to do all of these things these rites of passage or something and then by day you're seeing her you know try to navigate that and then maybe try to 
bust it down or maybe a couple seasons later trying to infiltrate it or mm-hmm. end it or that could be such a rich story totally. but instead you're more interested in sexualizing her all of the scenes yeah. are their top off like mm-hmm. they get so it, even just looking at the trailer you can see what they care about yes like, in the trailer we don't really get the idea that anything is wrong with the cult like it, it's yeah. just it's really just like look at how sexy we can make this and also look at all these cool stars but okay also i want to okay so this is from the rolling stone article so they interviewed 13 crew members for this expose which i love that word i love it (laughs) it makes it sound so much more dramatic than it (coughs) is (laughs) but also honestly i think i think the bigger picture of this is more so less about the like the hype of like oh my god there's so much drama on set and more about like why is hbo as a company and i just coughed so it probably sounds like i'm gonna cry (laughs) why is hbo as one of the biggest companies in entertainment signing off not only on um a producing writing team that has no experience no idea what they're doing literally wasted 75 million dollars for no reason because they weren't prepped because they didn't know what they were doing because they didn't like someone's angle, whatever. They weren't being collaborative, right? Um, It just feels like there's a bigger narrative here about privilege. But, um, okay, so this quote says, what I signed, this is from a crew member. What I signed up for was a dark satire of fame and the fame model in the 21st century. Um, The things that we subject our talent and stars to, the forces that put people in the spotlight and how that can be manipulated in the post-Trump world. However, they add, it went from satire to the thing it was satirizing. Levinson then upped the cast star power even more throughout filming with the additions of Bodies, 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 Breakout Star. It didn't say star, but I had star. You're welcome. Rachel Sennett, Dan Levy. Um, also, Dan Levy should have gone first, but whatever. Um, Hank Azaria, Moses Sumney, and Oh, Meg- Hank's in it? Mm-hmm. These are all people that are appearing in the show? Yep. Oh, good Lord. And mega producer Mike Dean. Casting K-pop superstar Jenny of Blackpink was one of the biggest gets for Levinson. Under the show's hashtag, hashtag and teaser tra- trailers, her Stan streamrolled, the fact that Stan's is used in the Rolling Stone is so funny, um, streamrolled comment sections to cheer on the singer in, the, in her first role, but crew members claim Jenny was barely, has any airtime and in an huh? inconsequential story arc. It was like three or four lines per episode for her. A production source says they really didn't like her, let her talk much. Her job was just to sit there and look pretty, basically. Again, just feels like if you're going to ask someone to use their star power to highlight your show, give them a fucking good show. Yeah. Like for your character. I wonder also, though, if that has to do with her contracts. Was it somebody on production crew or production team? Because I do want, it's interesting, it's interesting hearing stories like this because my brain goes like two ways. Like, she's an, I honestly, I couldn't believe it that she was in the show because they didn't seem to have that big of a budget. And she's a K-pop idol. And I yeah. think their appearance fees are like a million dollars. So I'm just like, I wonder if that, they had to give her a role so minor in credit for what they could afford her for. Maybe, but also because she's not an actor, they could potentially screw her in that way. True. But also, like, we just want you to be a cameo. Just knowing knowing the personality of Sam and seeing seeing the ego of oh, yeah. of the weekend and their lack of interest in female storylines, it does seem kind of crazy that you want all of these women in your show, but just to sit there and be pretty. Yeah. Like that's the that's like what we're trying to move away from as a culture, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're just um okay, anyway. The big story here is the egg story, which I'm scrolling my way towards. Okay. So this is also, I think, 
the the broader takeaway of this, which is Levinson allegedly stopped sending scripts to HBO and certain department heads. I got the vibe that the mood on set was, what's HBO going to do? Pull the plug. Yeah, right. If they want a third season of Euphoria, they'll give me what I want. Um, At various points, Levinson's script contained disturbing sexual and physically violent scenes between Depp um, and Tess Faye's characters. In one draft episode, there allegedly was a scene where Tess Faye bashes in Depp's face. Yep. Bashes in Depp's face and her character smiles and asks to be beaten more, giving Tess Faye an erection. Yep. The scene was never shot, the sources says. Another proposed scenario was for Depp to carry an egg in her vagina. And if she dropped or cracked the egg, Tess Faye's character would refuse to quote unquote rape her, which sent Depp's character into a spiral begging him to quote unquote rape her because she believed that was the key to her success. This scene was also not filmed. Listen to this. Because production couldn't find a way to realistically shoot the scene without having Depp physically insert the egg into her vagina. Huh? <laughs> they literally were like, yeah, there's no way to do this scene unless you literally put an egg in your vagina. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like, what, what do you mean? We, we just forgot about what movie magic is now? But, yeah. I mean, first of all, that whole concept... Like, yes, we're taking ideas out of context. We're taking storylines out of the context of the entire, you know, project. But, like, what context do you need to have this not be sexist and gross and a gross misuse of narrative power? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just think that this is funny that um, when they had to reshoot that means that they had to have an additional 50 to 74 million dollar budget. So originally they had they gave her pennies and then they gave him the exact same budget plus more to reshoot everything, but because of the budget issues, um in an effort to conserve cost during a second idol shoot, um the weekend opening his opened his personal home, a sprawling 70 million dollar mansion to the show to make use of. Um Sources speculate that it likely helped compensate for the cost of renting Al- actress Allison Hannigan's former Encino pad, which, by the way, amazing, Allison Hannigan. I yeah. love that your mansion was used uh-huh. for a mansion. <laughs> um, and then he also took a- advantage of his after hours till dawn tour to film a scene at SoFi Stadium in September using thousands of fans in attendance as free extras. Depp appeared in character on stage in a gauzy white dress to deliver a monologue about a difficult past year. Tonight is incredibly special because I have the opportunity to introduce you to the love of my life, the man who pulled me through the darkest hours and into the light, Depp's character said to the confused crowd before inviting Tedros on stage. So, like, it's just, like, the way that this was so unconventionally shot for how much money and for all of the players and is the privilege that they had to do so this. So confusing. Wow. I mean, did do they get paid? I'm I'm an extra. Am I on backstage now? Because am I credited? Am I credited? Am I? If I'm an extra at damn SoFi Stadium, I, I okay. I hope if, I have a backstage account now that I've been in this. Yeah. Because what? Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of ridiculous too that they were given a. Why were they given a budget this big? I, I don't really think I understand that. Like, why? Why is it that Sam Levinson comes on a project and gets a TV budget that big and isn't tasked with it? hiring the best people in the industry to mm-hmm. work on it yeah like I, I don't understand why they were left to their own devices so much well I'm just confused as to why you know and this this happened with the last of us too where Craig Mason 
wrote every single episode of The Last of Us. And like, it seems like there's, he did this with Chernobyl, um, where he wrote the entire series. There wasn't a writer's room, whatever. Right. And he's doing that with The Last of Us, where he's writing every single episode. Mm -hmm. And I think, not that you can't do that, whatever, but I just, it's like, you're a white man. You're writing eight episodes of a season. It doesn't need to be just you. I do also think you can't do that. Yeah. I also think that you can do that. I think that it's that's just, just like, not that's TV. Not, that's not TV. That's not how it's supposed to happen. And also you're taking away jobs and payment from people and you're giving it all to yourself. You're, and it's just literally broifying film. Like yeah. Broifying TV. Your film, film, nobody wants TV to be filmed. People who work in TV are not insecure that they're working in TV and not film. Yeah. If you, you don't just need, I, I mean, like a ridiculous amount of extra budget to turn your, what is basically in all of these cases, a film <laughs> idea mm-hmm. into a eight to twelve um episode mini series like stop the, like the mini series thing is just getting out of hand because yeah. that's just not tv you're supposed yeah. to have a writer's room there's a there's an ebb and flow in this there's it's a creative medium it's a collaborative medium yeah. it's a medium that has stages and steps of like and it's all these white men yes. going into this medium and being like i'm gonna take over everything and have creative direction it's like that's not how this medium works and you might want it to work that way and it might work that way for you but who else is that working for literally no one no one else has that opportunity to do that and also i just don't think that makes the best product also honestly the last of us literally like word for word the video game sorry god a word for word video game it's just like you didn't you didn't need all the credit and also like if you're i don't know it's just anyway it's just funny because it's like you're getting paid big bucks for just copying and pasting yeah oh, that's i just don't understand it and they're they're really hiding it under like we're all being auteurs like this is like the artsy age of tv yeah. like like they're all trying to a24 tv like and it's not yeah. even doing that because there's no collaboration there's yeah. no it's not gonna there's nothing radically progressive or outside of the box happening if it's just your brain mm-hmm. and they that doesn't seem like any of these guys would actually also, understand he doesn't that. have anything else to say like he wrote euphoria about his experience and then he wrote and, and it's based off of a film it's based off a tv show euphoria is an adaptation that's anyway. true that's such a good that's a great point there's an article that based basically explains that malcolm and marie his film which did you see that oh of course oh, uh, train wreck what was it about i don't well malcolm and marie was the film that he basically wrote about um his own experience getting called out um <laughs> but um about his sexist um female uh, male gaze of yes. women um yes. by a incredible female critic um and because he couldn't take the heat of being called out for his bullshit, he <laughs> created a movie oh my God. in which he placed black bodies in, and, and made it about racism. And so he then is allowed to, through the mouth of a respected black man, rant for essentially an hour and a half on screen about being criticized by yeah. a critic, which, in, which is her exact job. I, I love that. I love Zendaya. I respect Zendaya. That was a rough call. That was a really rough, rough. call. It was beautifully shot. I swear they did it for the DP. Okay. Great DP. Great cinematographer. But He's not great with like. But no, but that has nothing to do with Sam. That has nothing to do with Sam. The funny <laughs> thing is like Sam, like he's Sam. already created the two things he could create. And both of those things were a hot mess. One of them adaptation and like the- just truly from his own like deeply, deeply male misogynist perspective. And then the other being like, I didn't like that this person called me out and he called me sexist. So like, how does it feel if I actually make it about race? Yeah. Yeah. So how does it feel if I make it about her calling you sexist when you're a black man? <laughs> 
oh, we're all like still sexist. I don't know. Like <laughs> we didn't, we didn't see anything different by the time that the, all you felt, honestly, I think he was trying to make it like that. What's that movie where the characters take a walk? Then the whole movie is I'm like taking a walk. I don't, I'm not remembering this film. It might be a European film, but like a lot of people were comparing it to that at the time. Like mm-hmm. it's like he's trying to make it that film. But by the end of the movie, you just want these characters to go to bed. Yeah. Like, you're just screaming at the TV, go to bed. And not even in a fun way where you're like, oh, wow, this really got my emotions up. No, you're exhausted. <laughs> They've been arguing about the same thing for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, it was not entertaining. There was no yeah. story. I was like, oh, this is this is your best? This is yeah. this is what you do when you have to create a story out of your own brain. Yeah. No source material. Yeah. It just it just feels like not, not only is he not learning in the same way we found out with Gwen – but he's this is way worse this is way worse because you're creating really harmful media and like also i don't know like gwen's like seems like a ditzy comment this seems like an actually harmful like i want to depict rape on screen and i don't understand what that impacts you know what he is yeah and i and i want to what he's like it's like he's trying to play devil's advocate with rape like what if you liked it what if we actually like rape guys just just quick quick thought i don't i don't understand why so much of the things that happened in this show had to directly happen to her like as a person yeah like it seemed like they were just more so interested in finding a star that they could exploit easily that was like very hot he needed his new sydney sweeney and and he found it in lily rose dad sydney and like yes lily has johnny (laughs) johnny to help her out um i know but like Sydney, this was her breakout role. So she's obviously going to be, she's going to feel more inclined to do what is asked of her, even though what's being asked of her to be done isn't by someone that's actually like vetted. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just a random person, but he has, he's in a position of power. So she is forced to comply with what his vision is, what his wants, what his needs are, even though his wants and needs aren't within a system of like is there an intimacy coordinator that he's working with is there a writer's room that he's working with getting a female perspective on whether this is actually needed or like whatever right like he's putting them in precarious situations and then being like well this is what the job is and it's like no you actually don't know what this job is because you've never worked in tv you don't know what you're doing you're just a little nepo baby i'm pretty sure his dad's like an exec or something like that sam yeah fascinating i mean let me double check but yeah he definitely has a a connect a way in a fame down. well it's because it's because euphoria is fame right so it's like okay right now he kind of has the stance of like he creates stars and lily needs like zendaya stardom right like zendaya really became zendaya on that show i would say is probably what happened at the same time as she was doing spider-man mm-hmm. i would think that that's kind of what happened um and she's probably looking for her euphoria spider-man cocktail understandably like if i was her reps they're like yeah this is great go work with sam lovins and hbo and become the next big thing but at what cost lily rose Depp came out and said that it was like the most supported that yeah. she's ever felt by a director on set and i was like well first of all how many directors have you worked with and second of all who put a gun to your head yeah. <laughs> really girly issued through hbo okay. even though she's come out and said this was like the most supportive production she's ever worked on i just find that hard to believe when (laughs) so much of first of all 
that just seems hard to believe completely. <laughs> but I find it very hard to believe, um, judging by everyone's track record, but also by what the crew members are saying. Mm-hmm. Like, crew is crew. They're used to being on a lot of production. They're not overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they do this for a living. Yeah, they're used to being brutalized. They're used to being brutalized. <laughs> yeah. So if crew is watching this and like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Really? It takes quite a bit to make I asked you uncomfortable. Also, like, this really is her breakout role. So, like, she is incentivized to have it work. And I just don't, I really don't believe her. Like, they wanted you to put an egg in your vagina and you're okay. I think it's really easy to forget about people's track record and, like, what their track record says about them. So, I didn't know this because I didn't give a fuck. But, of course, now that someone told me, I'm like, that's fucked up. Okay. So, Levinson's inability to depict stories of women's trauma without sexualizing it or dumbing it down is nothing new. This is from a dazed article but that talks about how Levinson's a nepo baby, which... We know. Okay. So his first film, Assassination Nation, did you see it? No. Who did? Opens with a cringeworthy trigger warning that will that the film will shock and horrify you with how it depicts sexual violence and how Gen Z women are treated in today's world. But in reality, it's just 108 minutes of women being brutalized. That same film was heavily critiqued by an LA Times critic who apparently became the inspiration for Levinson's Malcolm and Marie, a film that examines the troubling experiences of a filmmaker when they're critiqued. It's a 90-minute axe to the grind that doesn't hold back on the fact that Levinson felt slighted and positions him as the victim in the industry. Again, mirroring this whole Pam and Tommy situation. Wow. Like, so that was, it was because of Assassination Nation. Well, because I've heard that apparently it's more, it's more like in every scene that the woman is dis- expressing like her disdain or like her thoughts or opinions, she is shirtless. Mm-hmm. And that was the critique mm-hmm. that like every time she's speaking. She doesn't have a top on. Yes. That doesn't make sense. And he's like, this is my vision. How dare you come after me? And it's like, he's obsessed with women suffering. Yes. He is obsessed with women suffering. But he doesn't want to talk to women about their suffering. No. Or own up to the fact that he's obsessed with women suffering. He might sprinkle in some like distraught or disturbed men to like make things ease out. But they're never truly suffering. Mm -mm. He is obsessed with women suffering. Mm -hmm. That is the thing. That is the constant in all of his shows and rape. Mm-hmm. This is there's like 102 rape fantasies, druggy fantasies, women suffering fantasies, doing things like even in Euphoria. Yeah, even in Euphoria, you get a, literally a rape. Like, what's going to happen to me? I'm locked in a bathroom. Like, am yeah. I something happened to me? You get it in every single project that he's on. That's freaking creepy. And like, at some point, honestly, we should be like, like the stories that you tell are a reflection of who you are, and like, yes. I just. To be interested in it once is a thing, but to be interested in it over and over again, it's like, I'm not too sure about you that, yeah, as a person. That's and I fair. definitely don't think people should be supporting these narratives that you want to tell when they're not at all about, like, if you're talking about victimization, but you're not doing it from the victim's perspective, then you are a perpetrator. Yes. You are interested in being a perpetrator. And that's your interest. Yes. He um, thinks he's on the same level as, like, um, what's her name? Uh, Michaela, Michaela Cole? Oh no! Yeah, I think he oh thinks he's God. on like Michaela Cole level or something no. like that. No, like, never. This is not. You will never reach Michaela's level. Like this is. You're not doing the same thing. You're not telling no. the same story. You are the. You are the the perpetrator. Yeah. Not the victim. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then the the thing. I don't know if I want to end on this, but the thing I do want to highlight is after the Rolling Stone expose come out came out, uh, the weekend tweeted at them as a response and said at Rolling Stone, did we upset you? And then he included this clip from The Idol, which I would love to hear your blind reaction to this. Okay. Okay. 
So Rolling Stone came back to us about a cover, and I think it's worth pursuing. Rolling Stone? Are they a little irrelevant? It's a cover. It's a heritage brand. I think it's fail-safe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might be kind of past its prime. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, nobody cares about Rolling Stone. Um, well, I know a few writers over there that I think would handle whatever we want to do with them in a really careful way, which I think is important at this point. Rolling Stone has six million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Half of them probably bots. Well, I don't know about and that. And Jocelyn has 78 million followers. <laughs> I am aware of her follower count. All real, yeah. I'd assume. Mm -hmm. So she does a photo shoot, she tags them, they get her followers, more money for Rolling Stone. Uh -huh. Nothing for Jocelyn. So there's a lot for Jocelyn. Not on Rolling Stone. I was supposed to let you react, but I just have to say, I did not like their acting in that. Oh, oh, no, no, no. The only acting in that that's delightful is Dan Levy. Literally. That's I, I was smiling because I was like, oh, he's just amazing he's on He's so screen. good, but, you know, the other two, very, very stilted. But I will say, it does seem a little bit personal, but that's okay. <laughs> you can put the personal in the writing. That's a little personal, Abel. I understand. Um, I don't necessarily disagree um, but about but what he's saying Rolling Stone, but it's just... His character... The idea that someone wants press, print is going out of style, but like to claim that you're bigger than Rolling Stone is just not true. And like these, mm. like these long term, long established, like foundations um, of like hierarchy, like even though someone isn't going to be like, I praise Rolling Stone, if you get featured in Rolling Stone, that puts you higher up. And so to be like, no, no one cares about Rolling Stone, it's like, yeah, actually, people do care about Rolling Stone because if this pop star who had just like popped off got, you know, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like it's like you're projecting. No, it's the same. It's personal. That seems very personal. That seems very random. So very personal. Yeah. Like Rolling Stone wants to do an article. No, we would never. It's just, it, it, he, the diet, the going yeah, on yeah, and yeah. on. It definitely seems It's also just like, personal. Why, why literally post a scene where you're like, like you, Rolling Stone creating an expose that's like, this is a toxic environment. And then you saying, did we upset you? That is not an appropriate response. Yeah. That's not addressing the allegations. That's not saying like, you know what I mean? Like they're bringing up serious issues about the way that women are treated, the way that sex is represented, the way that stories are being told on top of the way that set is being handled. Right. Like, and you know, money is being spent. Like there's a, a, a like, obviously there's a foray of issues yeah. here to dig into, but it just seems like there's much more serious ones on the side of like, you know, sexual assault and sexual violence. And then there's ones more of like financial, you know, irresponsibility. And like to treat all of that with the same irreverence is so such a bad look and doesn't speak well for him, in my opinion. No, I think so, too. OK, that's it. <laughs> I mean, how do we get out of also this? My, I'm sorry, it's just a random question too, but did is that a, is that clip post public? Like, yes. how would no, I mean, like beforehand, like, how would Rolling no. Stone have seen it? Okay, so just a he random ass sent clapback. it to Rolling Stone. That's the clapback, the yes. clapback of you wanted you don't you you wanted to make a the kind of TV show where Lily Rose Depp has to actually insert something into her vagina, yep, where you're brutalizing a woman, yeah, and then getting an erection. On set are feeling intensely uncomfortable, yeah, and your response is. Oh, did we upset you? And you don't think you're part of the problem? That oh, I, something else that article talks about that mm -hmm. I mean maybe we maybe you've kind of understood it by now, but they literally just became the thing they're parodying. Like they just did exactly what they're talking about. They're not 
it, there just seems to be no self-awareness. No. So this is not, so that, that goes back to the fact that they were never going to tell the story that's in the log line. No. This was never going to be some like really awesome, cool, wonky, like surreal mm-hmm. um, expose of like a young woman having to find her way in a really troubled, really disgusting, like part of like society Mm-mm. and like working through it while chasing her dreams because you're more interested in the disgusting part mm-hmm. than the young woman like finding her way part. Yeah. Why does it need to be Why not just make it a man at that point? Exactly. Like, who cares? It's because you care about the sexual fantasy and yes. that's about you. It's about you, boo. Oh, bye. Like your phone dying. Yeah. Well, I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is a hot mess. I don't really know how to tie this up into a neat bow because I don't know that it exists. And I don't know that it'll be the end of the story because clearly there's no remorse from any of the parties. Yeah. I mean, we'll watch. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll be watching it when it comes out. I'm going to watch the first episode. Yeah. Because sure. I'm going to shit talk. Exactly. Shit I'm, we're going to shit watch this. Yeah. And we'll make a follow up. Yeah. To see if. Oh, it, boy. It, will we make a follow up. <laughs> or get fucking ready. Get and ready. I won't be surprised if they wait either two years to release this or, you know what I mean? Just wait until all the bad press. Like, yes. so when the weekend has posted on Twitter about it, some shit broke out. Yeah. Okay. HBO was not like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. PR teams are sweating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we want to see them sweat because they deserve it. Yes. I was going to say low-key, but very high-key. High-key. Is this the... <laughs> I mean, what every studio should be asking themselves right now, we know this from our jobs, is is this what the world even wants to see right now? Yeah. Is this what they need? Is this what people need? Is this what they want to see? And this is, this is the just person like we're a supporting. past its prime, as yeah. you said. Of yeah. Rolling Stones. Yeah. You know what? It is a little past its the, prime. The story... The story her view is feeling past its prime, but the story, hey, I think it's great. I say you sell it off to somebody else or you could do it. I think job. Apple could really do this. <laughs> sell it off to Apple. Excuse yourself yeah. from the process. Have them fully rewrite yeah. it with a writer's room yeah. in an and actually good show. I mean, it's people like, of color. It's giving us well, like we work but... meets severance weirdness. Like we crashed. Like um, the, like super. What is it? Like oligarch. Like super big personality. I think. They could really do something great with this premise, but it should it should exit HBO. Yeah, and it won't. So no. we're going to tell you exactly what it ends up being. Because <laughs> exactly. let me tell you, apparently no one knows no. what it's going to be. Probably traumatizing. So we'll watch yeah. it and give you trigger warnings. Oh, yeah. Well, well I'm just going to trigger warning. This is going to talk about sexual assault. Yeah. And I'll put that <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> um, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>